Welcome to the Metropolitan UMC Podcast. We're located at 3385 Metropolitan Church Road in Indian Head, Maryland, and under the leadership of Reverend Daryl K. Mason Sr. And now today's podcast. Methodist Church, as you see by our shirts, the home of the Pamunkey Praise. Amen. Amen. Today we come to you on this 3rd of July. can hardly believe that we are now seven months into the year. But the devotional for today that I found and it kind of spoke to me, it talks about feeling stuck. Right? Sometimes we feel stuck. And the writer Ann Peterson from this cross walk devotional talks about how her, her husband was in the service and sometimes they were separated from time to time and she felt stuck. She couldn't contact him, she couldn't hear from him and it was you know kind of pre-technology so it was not when people could FaceTime their loved ones in the military. So she felt stuck but she said sometimes circumstances in our lives cause us to feel stuck. Mm-hmm. And God knows that. But he's always ready to lift us out of those hard situations. We have to be the ones who are going to call on him, wait for him, and then follow his lead. Amen? Amen. Hmm. We're supposed to follow his lead. Amen? We're supposed to do the calling. He knows what's going on in our lives. Uh He knows that we're stuck. Muck, mire, family, friends, work, whatever it is, finances. Uh But we have to be to a point in the situation that we have to make the call. Yeah. Yeah. He's always there, yeah. but we have to make that call. Mm-hmm. In the book of Habakkuk, uh, verse three nineteen, the Lord is my strength. Mm-hmm. He will make my feet like deer's feet, yeah. and he will, make, he will make me walk on, my high, on his high hills. So again, he's always there. He's our strength. We have to rely on that strength. We have to call on the Lord. We have to wait. And we have to know that he's going to lead us because he's always in control. But we have to be the ones that are doing that calling, letting him know that we need him day in and day out. So this week, while you're going through a situation that you may feel stuck in, what are you going to do? You're going to make a call? You're going to call on the Lord. Amen? Amen. So right after, now we're going to hear a word from our praise team. We're going to sing a little song that's going to just make you stand up on your feet. And those of you at home, enjoy the ministry as well. Amen. 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 Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. 
feeling all over me Telling me to go ahead I feel it all over me Telling me Telling me to go ahead I feel it all over me Telling me Telling me to go ahead Go ahead Go ahead Go ahead There are days when I'm burdened And I feel so distressed Sometimes because I'm under so much stress But something on the inside Makes me feel brand new And it tells me to get up Cause you got work to do I feel it all over me Telling me to go ahead I feel it all over me Telling me to go I'm under so much stress But something on the inside Makes me feel brand new And it's telling me get up Cause you got work to do I feel it down in my soul Telling me to go ahead I feel it down in my soul Telling me to go ahead
something is the Holy Spirit. We know what that something is telling us to go right on ahead with whatever's going on in our lives. Day to day, we must go ahead. Amen. All right, and I'm back. And we're going to welcome everyone again in the building. So happy to see each and every one of you. And we are also welcoming those who are viewing us on Zoom and Facebook. So make those comments and uh, just pray along with us as we move through the worship experience. Now, it, as I said earlier, is July the 3rd. And I know we've got some birthdays in the building. Amen. Yay! That's right. Hey! So raise your hand. Okay, wave your, wave your arms. Okay. I think we've got a couple of people in the building. I don't know. There's some gentleman at the key. Oh, he's at the Oregon over there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Pastor's birthday is this month, and then Kelly popped in. Kelly's birthday is this month. Anybody else got a birthday? Oh, Miss Parks. Celine Parks' birthday. Oh, Tommy. Okay, all right. Oh, all right. Alvin, is that a wave or birthday? No, it's okay. It's just wave. All right. Okay, July. Oh, okay. Got Sharon over there. All right. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. All right. So any um, July anniversaries? Oh, oh, got another. Oh, got some more hands. Okay. We got Kelly and got Tracy and Stacy. Oh, hey, hey, Vern. Vern's at your birthday. No, it's not your anniversary. <laughs> it's your birthday. <laughs> All right. Amen. So we, we just want to celebrate birthdays and anniversaries in this month of July. We know that truly, truly, the Lord will continue to bless each and every one of you and those couples. Bless you and your families. Amen. Amen. So uh, we will have children's choir rehearsal today after worship here in the sanctuary. And uh, that's all I have for this morning. I'm going to pass this baton off to our birthday celebrant for the month of July and our pastor. Hey. Amen. Come on and put your hands together. Give God a hand praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're just so happy, happy that you took the time to join us today. And we just want to, again, thank you for celebrating with us. Uh, just want to start off, uh, first of all, let's have a hand for our worship leader today and all those that lead, through, lead us to worship during the year. Just want to hit the pause button real, real quick. Um, I just wanted to take the time. Uh, obviously, we, everybody works hard here at Metropolitan. I just want to hit the pause button and just uh, lift up. Uh, Brother Bobby Patterson and Johnny Rosettos. And this is why they work in a lot of different areas of ministry. But monthly, there is a roadside cleanup uh, that we do here at the church. Now, the United Methodist men have kind of taken this on. But y'all know what? There's a sign down that when you make the turn, actually, Metropolitan adopted not just the men's ministry. Y'all see where I'm going? Metropolitan adopted this little piece, you know, and they named the road after us. Okay. Y'all see? Okay. But John, Brother Johnny and Brother Bob, Bobby, I think they're out there, uh, they are, they come out faithfully every month, every month. They're here. Now, sometimes um, other people join them in the other times when other men are here, but every month I see Johnny and I see Bobby. Next month, I see Johnny and I see Bobby. Next month, y'all see, I see Johnny. Now, I'm not doing this from the aspect of to say I haven't seen the rest of you all. But what I am saying this, when someone is faithful, when someone is faithful to the Lord, we ought to take the time to give them their flowers while we are here. 
So I just wanted to say that. Uh, Johnny, thank you. Brother Bobby, they do other things in the church, but I just wanted to recognize them for their faithfulness. In Metropolitan, I want to go into my next comments by saying thank you from First Lady and I for three years of blessed ministry here at Metropolitan. On the 1st of July, we kicked off year four, and I'm going to say this over and over again. I still feel like we are in the honeymoon phase, so let the romantic music keep going. Oh, pop the drinks. Oh, let it go. Oh, we're talking about the sparkling grape juice, the Coca-Cola. Oh, I don't know what you got in your red cup, but I know what I got in my red cup, and it's the red blood of Jesus Christ. Hey, that keeps lifting us higher and higher. Oh, don't get me started. Yes, there were tough times. Yes, there were times that I got on your nerves. Yes, there were times where you got on my nerves. But we're still here in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So we just want to thank God for just allowing us to just continue to move in ministry uh, and at some point, probably on next month, we want to take the time to uh, recognize and lift up what God is doing here. We'll put together a presentation. I'll get with all the PowerPoint people. But we just want to talk about just what God has done. We got new pews. Uh, we have a uh, we have a washroom. We got a washer. Dry. Now, it's a, I'm not going to list them all on that, but there's things that new freezer. We got a whole bunch of stuff that God is doing. And we want to just take the time to hit the pause and celebrate what God is doing here at Metropolitan. Amen. Okay, so I did all that to set you up. You're going to ask for something. You're going to ask for something. You knew it was coming, right? You knew it was coming. Can't fool some of y'all. We need. And so, <clears throat> word of God says that we have not because we ask not. So right now, I am asking. And I am going to have a big expectation for what God is going to do. So I'm going to ask big, okay? We need four Sunday school teachers, okay? We need four. We could, we could probably get by with two, but we really need four. We need for now. Let me say this now. Uh, I'm gonna kind of go there, and Nikki, uh, Nikki made a sign. And Nikki, I just want to lift you up because when Nikki made the advertisement sign, she put some ladies, and she put some men. It doesn't just have to be ladies that teach our kids. I would venture to say because I'm a man, I think and. Uh, I've got to be careful what I'm going to say first. In some instances, let me say this again. In some instances, it is good to have a male role model. In some instances. On certain things. On certain things. But we all have to do it together. So if the Holy Spirit is pricking you, is, I can't see the whole, but the Holy Spirit is tapping some of y'all. Now, you don't have to do it every Sunday. Whatever Sunday that you can make yourself available, uh, I'm asking. I don't do a whole lot of begging, y'all. Don't do a whole lot of begging. But I'm just asking, asking. Yes, ma'am. I will Sunday school Okay, praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do like they used to do in the Baptist church. Is there another? Oh, is there another? Is there another that can, oh... 
Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Let's have a hand for Sister Stacy. Is there, is there another? Is there another? Amen. So, uh, so be in prayer. God is, uh, hey, I just need, I just need, what, three more? I just need three more, three more, three more. So just be in prayer about that. If the Lord has not preached, your, you don't have to be a member of Metropolitan. Okay? So praise God. Be in prayer for that. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank you. We thank you for allowing God to move you ahead in ministry. Okay, so the time that you have been waiting for. Can I have a drum roll, please? On this week, we were able to serve a new Metropolitan Road World Record 490 meals to the community. Hey! We're getting awfully close. We're getting close to that number, ain't we, ain't we uh, Brother Countryman? We're getting close, ain't we? 490. 490. You see, you see, God takes you one step, but, but when he takes you that step, he shows you your possibilities of what you can do. Metropolitan, I believe God will continue to bless us and continue to uh, be able to be a blessing to those that are in the community. So let's have another hand for our community dinner ministry. I mentioned on last week that our backpack program is on pause, but even though it is on pause, you can still contribute in your tithes and your offerings to the backpack program so that while they're getting ready for the new year, uh, that we will be able to fund that when the school year opens. Amen. So let's give God a hand praise for how he continues to bless us and keep us. Hallelujah. We ask that you would pray for the following people. Reverend Cindy Banks, Thomas DeShiel, Hattie Morris, Wilbur Greenfield Jr., Bobby Guttrick, Tracy Jennifer, Terrence Jennifer, Everett King, Phyllis Knight, Evelyn Lowe, Crystal Maylie Green, William Mitchell, Geraldine Robinson, and Elise Shringer. We ask that you would pray for those people. And if this is your first time worshiping with us today in the building, we thank you for connecting with us on Facebook and on Zoom, and we welcome you to please come back and worship with us. Uh, if you didn't already get an uh, information card from our ushers, uh, please take time to fill it out so that we can continue to connect with you. So Metropolitan, we're going to sing our welcome song. Are we ready? And here we go, here we go. Oh, what a wonderful day that the Lord has set you up. All right, here we go, here we go. We welcome you with open arms to Petro. Everybody didn't open their arms. Let's do it again. Oh, what a wonderful day that the Lord has sent you our way. We welcome you open arms to Metro UMC to Metro UMC to Metro UMC say welcome welcome hallelujah oh y'all sound good y'all sound real good oh just another quick plug I didn't put it in my notes but uh, we just want to we're excited 
uh, that our A.C. Kane Choir will be returning on the second Sunday in September. Uh, we are planning an organizational meeting probably sometime in August so that we can uh, get choir presidents and secretaries and get all that in order. So those of you that signed up, there was a group that signed up, uh, be looking out for that. Uh, also on that same vein of music, uh, the praise team is looking for people that want to come join and lead uh, the people of God in worship. So again, if you'd like to join the praise team, please connect with First Lady or myself or any member of the praise team. Amen. So we ask that you would turn to our scripture for the day, the book of Galatians, the sixth chapter. Verses 1 through 6. Galatians, the sixth chapter. And it says this. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. For each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. Amen. This is the word of God for the people of God, and we shall say thanks be to God. Amen. Just for a moment, I want to come from the thought of we are better together. We are better together. You are my strength in times of trouble, in times of trouble, you strengthen me, you are my strength, strength like no other. Strength like no other reaches to me. Come on, sing that with me. You are my strength. Strength like no other. Strength like no other. Strength like no other reaches to me. Sing that one more time. You are my strength. You are my strength, strength like no other, strength like no other, 
reaches to me in the fullness, in the fullness, in the fullness of your grace, in the power of your love, you lift me up, lift me up, you lift me up in the fullness, in the fullness of your grace. In the power of your love, you lift me up. You lift me up. You are my strength. You are my strength. Strength like no other. Strength like no other. Strength like no other. Reaches to me. Come on, give God a hand, praise. Amen. Do you know that Jesus is your strength? And that when you are weak, he is strong. Amen. Matt Friedman tells the story of the famed pilot, Chuck Yeager was flying an F-86 Sabre over Lake Sierras when he decided that he was going to buzz his friend's house that lived near the lake. Now, when a pilot buzzes somebody's house, you all, uh, this is kind of a little take from Top Gun, uh, they take the plane and they, they, they fly it near someone, near a house, and then to cause all sorts of confusion. So Chuck Yeager, he was kind of playing around. Um, but as he went to buzz his friend's house, he not only decided that he would cause commotion at his friend's house, he decided that he would show off and turn the plane upside down, just like Tom Cruise, and flew over the house. But as the plane had turned, upside down, he realized that he couldn't get the plane to flip back over. You see, in the midst of his playing around, and, uh, you know, in life, sometimes we feel like we can play around with God. Uh, or we feel like we can do what we want to do. We feel like we can write our own rules. And in the process, and us having fun, running our mouth, talking about people, doing all the bad things, we, we find ourselves stuck upside down. It was at that moment he realized that, that what had happened was uh, if, if, for, for, for those, if, if, you've, if you've flown on the plane and if you've sat on the wing of a plane, you, you may have noticed, uh, or if you, uh, if, if I, when every time I sit beside the wing, I close the window because I'm not a big fan of flying. I just go because it's uh, quicker than driving. Uh, but I have had occasion to look and the pilots, uh, there's these little flaps. Go back to every again. I think they're called. El thank you, ailerons. Thank you, thank you. I see we got some Air Force people. In. He t the, they the they, they test the airlines because before they take off, they got to make sure that they are working. The challenge was this: Chuck Yeager's airlines. Did I say that right? Ailerons had malfunctioned. And because in order to flip the plane over, you have to put one aileron up and the other one down, and it causes the plane. But, but they had gotten 
stuck. Any other pilot without Chuck Yeager's skills might have panicked. Chuck Yeager was able to use other navigation and tools on the plane to get himself turned right side up. And once he was turned right side up, all of a sudden, the ailerons were working again. You know, a lot of times in life when we find ourselves in those bad situations, somehow Jesus turns us back upside, right side up, and all of a sudden, things begin to work. When you find yourself in these situations, know that God is always there. Know that God is always there. When we hurt ourselves, when we hurt others, we, 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 we know that God is always there to turn us right side back up. The inspectors went to go check Chuck Yeager's plane and they found out that there was one little bolt that was in the ailerons that was installed upside down. They went and they started checking the other planes. Some planes, the bolt was installed properly. Some planes, the bolt was installed wrong. After they did their inspection, they found that there was one person, one person, there was one person that was putting the bolt in the wrong way. They did more research and found out that just from this one, well, let me hit the pause button real quick. In the instruction book, <laughs> it says that when you install this particular bolt, you have to put the bolt in from the bottom up and then put the nut to hold it on. But this person, because of his experience, you know, he'd been an aircraft mechanic all these years. Uh, you know, he spent some time putting, he see, he's, he don't need to read no instruction book. Oh, he don't need to, oh, you know, I've been walking this walk with God all this time. I don't need to read no Bible. Uh, I don't need to lift up my hands and worship. I don't need to go to any Bibles. I know how to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing the way that I want to do it. Oh, we have to follow the instruction book that God has given us. He decided that he would put the bolts in right side up. But as a result, they found out because of this one thing, he had killed seven pilots. The message today is that the one thing you might be doing in your life to someone else might cause their plane to crash. If we don't rely on the word of God to guide our actions and not our own thoughts, if we don't rely on others 
to allow them to come and minister to us. You see, if he were to just stop, because this is what I believe. I believe he read the instructions, but he said that the instruction writer must have made a, a mistake. Uh, the instruction might have, oh, see, that's what happens when we read the word of God. We say, oh, there's no way that this can be right. It doesn't go with my common sense. Oh, it doesn't go with what they passed in Congress. Oh, it doesn't go with what they're doing in the Supreme Court. It doesn't go whatever I see. Oh, we tell or uh, we look at the word of God we have to follow what God's word says others had died just from the actions of one man if he would have just talked to his supervisor if he would have just talked to his friend, you know, many times we find ourselves in bad situations that we would just call on the Lord. But what happens is God sends people in our lives to minister to us. He's put people right there in your household, put people right there to help you. Uh, uh, let, let me be transparent. You all just witnessed some help that I got because I forgot the words to the song that I was singing. We rehearsed it last night at home. <laughs> but I forgot the words. And she made me rehearse it because she knew I was going to get up here and forget the words. But here's the thing. Did y'all see? See, I, lo see I, I love that woman to death. Did, did y'all see how she fixed it? She didn't stop playing. Oh, the word's not right. I went over it last night. She just kept on playing. And so I still don't remember the words on that. She just said the words. <laughs> but a lot of times in our families, in our churches, we don't correct people like that. We, we, we don't correct each other with, see, we are better together than we are separated. We can correct each other in love. You don't got to call them out. You don't get, you, look, you better stop giving people a piece of your mind because you're not going to have any more left. There's people out here with dementia because they done gave so much of their mind away. They don't have no mind left. Giving people a piece of your mind. But in this walk to prevent plane crashes, to prevent people from getting spiritually killed, we have to show each other some grace. Sometimes when we're dealing with people, we have to realize for a moment we have to walk in their shoes. Now, let me hit the pause button because some of you are thinking this. But Pastor, you know, it's just some bad, it's just bad people in church. Uh, you know, they get on my nerves. You know what? Just like I said in the beginning, you getting on their nerves too. But the word of God tells us we still have to love each other. We still have to walk together. And we all are all standing at the foot of the cross, needing Jesus to forgive us. So verse 1 says this, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. I never will forget 
when I was playing in uh, for uh, choir, started my first year at Norfolk State. Behold, y'all remember that? Behold, green and gold. Y'all remember that? Remember that? Yeah. Norfolk State. And we were talking about doing outreach. You know, we were trying to do outreach to do things in the community. And, you know, somebody, now, if this is you, that's fine. I'm not talking about you. But this is what happened 30 years ago. Had a person in the choir that came up to me and said this. She said, well, you know, Daryl, I like, uh, I believe that I can do ministry in the club. You know, there are people in the club that need Jesus. Now, I don't deny that. This is true. You can tell anybody about Jesus. But the word of God says this. Be careful where you decide to do ministry. Because if the club is your weakness, if the club is where you're passing the cavassier, and then all of a sudden you're so drunk that you don't know who you're going home with that night, maybe you not do not do ministry in the club. Now, I'm not just picking on the club. The Word of God tells us that we have to be careful about how we help people because sometimes while you're helping people, you can get drawn into temptation yourself. That's the warning that we get from our word. Now, why is this significant? As we are ministering and helping each other and showing each other grace, we have to be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is telling us instead of what our flesh is telling us. Before we decide to reach out and go, we have to see where is the Spirit leading us. A lot of times we go into different endeavors and we go into different things because our flesh, our intellect told us, but we haven't prayed about it. When we're ministering to each other, God will tell us how to move. The message is here, move by the Spirit and the leading of God after you have prayed about it. Allow God to lead you. And when we go to talk to that brother or that sister, we, we should know, number one, that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Regardless of your qualifications, regardless of your position in church or on your career or wherever you are, when we approach people, we approach them in love. You know, a lot of times when we like to talk to people, we like to start off, oh, I, they, I love them. People like to flash their resume. You know, you, you talk to them and you ask them, well, who you are? And the first thing they tell you is what they do. But when we approach people and when we want to bring them back gently in love what we should tell them is that I'm a child of the king I've shown here I've shown up here to bring you the love of Christ and the message is we bring people back gently I know I, can, can you think of someone that has crossed your path that has ticked you off that has made you oh oh oh, oh. get get <laughs> The message today, give them some grace. <laughs> but pray by the first before you go. And when we talk about that, see, because the temptation can be this. 
you, you might not be ready to have that conversation. You know why? You might still be mad. Falling into temptation not only means like the club situation that I explained, falling into temptation means that you might feel like you're ready to go talk to somebody to make those amends, to have that forgiveness conversation, and you or your emotions might not be ready, and you end up getting into an argument worse than the one you initially had, and now the situation is worse. That is another situation of falling into temptation. Just know that when we're doing this, when we're bringing people back, there is a sin potential. But the scripture gives us a way out. It says, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. I found out that there, if, 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 if there's anyone that's ever been upset with me, that if you offer help, there are very few people that will not accept your help. You offer a prayer, offer to help them out a difficult situation that you you, you ever have a, a person at your job that you wish they would find another job they probably wish you would find another job and then somehow you all get matched to be on the same committee the same team oh you're hating it you're hating it but but all of a sudden you now have to work on that same project that's got to get done that day, or both of y'all are going to be in trouble. How is it that during that time, y'all able to work together? You're carrying each other's burdens. Many times, God will put you in a situation where your life is on the line where your health is on the line, and you will find out that person that you didn't like is the first one that's praying for you. The person that you didn't like is the first one over your house with food. The person that you didn't like is the first one that is uh, uh, standing up for you, speaking out for you. Carry each other's burdens. Word of God tells us, oh, if you want to make it right, go and help somebody. Go to that person. Offer yourselves to that person. Offer some, I know it's hard. What can you do? Carry the burdens. Now, many of y'all probably know this. I'm walking with a little bit of a limp. It's not because my shoes were too tight. That's, that's not why. Let me tell you what happened. I told y'all that I came out of retirement, went back on the tennis court. Went out there yesterday. I was doing good. First thing, backhand, boom, across the court. Doing good. Forehand, boom, went into the net. Don't worry about it. Try again. Hit the ball. Do doing good. Um, Reverend Kermit Moore, he passed. That's why I play. Y'all blame him. Y'all call him complete. He hit a drop shot on me. And I'm like, Sister Riga, I'm going to get that drop shot. I'm, I'm going to run into the court. 
And, and, and I ran. Brother Alvin had no business running. <laughs> had no business. I'm too big, too fat, legs too. What, why am I running? Tell me why am I running, trying, we, you know, I won't play. Ran, and then I took this step with this leg. I heard, heard and felt something. Boop. Tore my calf muscle. Immediately. Oh, my goodness. I had to go sit down. All of a sudden, I was calling on Jesus, Elijah, First Lady. I was, I was calling on everybody. And I, had, I said, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. But here's what happened. And this is what I'm getting to. A few years ago, I was playing with my cousin, and he tore his ACL. Major, major tear. Had to have a full leg. And when I tore my calf muscle, this is what I said. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm being Christian. At least I didn't tear my ACL. Now, that's a hallelujah moment. But here's the thing. When I said that, this is where I'm going, I lowered or delegitimized the importance of my calf muscle. See, this is what we do in ministry. You know, we have people that we have left out. You know, people that we don't think are important. And we delegitimize their place in Christ. See, the word of God tells us that we are a body of Christ and that all parts are important. You see, when I went to go walk to the car, I felt like I wished that I would have torn my ACL because my leg was hurting. I couldn't, you know, when, when, you see, and, and I found out that, you see, I took my calf muscle for granted. You see, I, I couldn't walk. I, I was, I was, I was limping. I could, and see, I had, I had to readjust. I was just limping. You see, there are lots of churches right now that are limping around in ministry. They're trying to get things done because they have delegitimized people in the ministry. We are all important, and when one of us is hurting. The whole, the whole body is hurting because my whole body was hurting. I couldn't think just because this one little muscle. Y'all see me walking now because it was a lot I had to do to be able to just stand up and walk today. And to close, it says this. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. We can't walk this walk of life by ourselves. Not only within our church, if people in our church are hurting, then we are hurting. If people in our community are hurting, metropolitan, then we are hurting. If people in our schools are hurting, then we are hurting. We can't leave the people that are around us behind. Our actions have natural consequences. 
Some of you might have said, well, pastor, why you go chase that ball when you knew you couldn't chase the ball? Well, see, this is what happens in life. The week before, I chased the ball. Nothing happened. Week before that, I chased the ball, Sister Drinker. Nothing happened. Why do we keep testing God? Why do we continue to do things that we know God has not called us to do, and we think that we can play the big joker every time? You know, the big joker is grace. For those of you that play spades, spades is the big joker. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, it ain't but two jokers in the stack. It's, all, it's a big one and a little one. The message is this. As we run in life, if we are going to be able to make it, we have to have someone that walks with us. As I went to go try to make it to the car, Reverend Moore was walking. I was too, you know, you know, I, you know, you know Johnny, I, I was trying to be Mr. Manly Man. I didn't want any help. You know, what I, what, and, and what I realized that, so I, I was trying to make it to the car. What I should have done was to have Reverend Kermit help me. But I was too prideful. And I realized by the time I got to the car, me walking on my leg, I had made it worse. Trying to walk and make things work. You see, we have to allow people to come alongside us have to allow us, we have, we have to walk this walk together. So I finally got home. And I was sitting there, first lady was here, she was doing the dinners, and she, she said, she sent me a text. One person said, go, go, go wrap up your leg. Good advice, because I, I, I never pulled muscle before, at least not that I can remember. First lady said, put it on some ice. I still didn't listen. I'm sitting at home. I th I'm, you know, I'm, I, can, I, can, you know, I can massage this out. I can massage it out. So I'm sitting there massaging. You know, you know we're, we're trying to fix spiritual problems with physical ailments, with physical remedies. I'm trying, trying to massage it out. It's still not working. So finally, got over to the store, and I got this compression sock got a compression sock and I, I put it on and I got in the bed sat down laid down took some ice put on the knife put it on my leg 10 o'clock it's still hurting I got the compression it's still hurting Lord when you gonna heal me you know I gotta <laughs> preach in the morning when you gonna heal me Waiting, waiting. The compression had it on. Yeah. But sometime around one o'clock in the morning. Hey! 
You know what they say? Late in the midnight hour. You see, you see, I had the ice on my leg. I had the compression. You know, Jesus went into a, a cold and dark and icy grave. And oh, you see, at the times in your life when you think that God is not doing anything, in that coldness, in the time of compression, in the time when you feel life holding you down, Jesus is at work. And today I'm able to walk around. I'm able to move around. I couldn't do this yesterday. Oh, this is not a faith healing because here's the thing. I've got the compression on my leg right now. You see, it is on Christ, the solid rock that I stand and all other ground is seeking stand. I'm not able to move because I'm healed. I'm able to move because I have a foundation holding up my bad leg. That's the only reason why. It still hurts, but I am still able to move in life. When you're finding it hard to move along, just stand on Christ the solid rock. It's going to hurt while you're moving, but you'll still be able to move. And we are better together. Give God a hand, praise. Maybe you're listening now and you... want to give your life to Christ. Maybe you have been injured or hurt by someone. Well, Jesus can heal that hurt. Maybe you've been hurt by someone or maybe you've hurt someone. Well, we offer Christ to you today. You can give your life to the Lord. And you can stand on the foundation that is Jesus Christ. So if you don't know the Lord, I ask that you would pray with me at this time. As the worship team comes at this time. Dear Father, I know I'm a sinner. And for too long I have run from you right now I accept that Jesus is my Lord and Savior and I will follow him from this day forward in Jesus name I pray amen if you just prayed that prayer you just gave your life to Christ we invite you to continue connecting with us on Facebook and on zoom and we certainly invite you out here to join us in person to worship with us. So as we have our virtual altar prayer, we ask that you, wherever you are, you, you pray while I'm praying as we go to the throne of grace. Dear Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your message today. And we ask that whomever you put in our path, that we would connect with them with an attitude of grace. Lord, continue to remind us that we are on this walk together. And if we are injured, Lord, that we can lean on each other. But most of all, we can lean on you, Christ, our solid rock. 
We know that we're going to experience pain along the way. But we know that even though we, we might be walking with a little bit of a limp, Lord, we're still going to keep on moving Amen. in your name. Amen. Amen. So, Lord, we thank you for all those that are praying now, Lord. So, Lord, we love you now. And we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Please listen to the words of the worship team as they minister at this time. You deserve it. 
Sing hallelujah, 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 all the glory, all the honor, all the praise, you deserve it, you deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it. Sing hallelujah. 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 Glory. All the glory. All the honor. All the honor. All the praise. All the praise. You deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it. My hallelujah belongs to you. My hallelujah belongs to you. Sing, Tracy. My hallelujah belongs to you. My hallelujah belongs to transition to our time of Holy Communion. Ask that you would prepare your hearts and your minds. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church and ministries, please visit our website at www.metroumcindianhead.com. Until next time, peace and blessings.